Welcome to this week's Treasury Career Corner podcast, where actually this week we've got a bit of a change. I'm being interviewed, me, Mike Richards, the host of the Treasury Career Corner. I'm actually getting interviewed by Craig Jeffrey uh, from Strategic Treasurer. He has his own podcast, the Treasury Update podcast, which is a very good podcast. I'd I'd head you over there. Don't leave us, but anyway. Uh, Craig's a great friend, and what he wanted to do was talk about well, what the exploring the rebounds from the depths of this COVID crisis, what's happening with treasury careers, does geography matter? A number of other things we explore in the show. We talk about what's changing in the working from home environment, mentoring, et cetera, et cetera, you know, coaching. Um, if you're on Zoom, are you an introvert or extrovert? So we explore that a little bit. And we also talk about treasurysalary.com, which you should all have taken part in our treasury salary, please. Go over there. It takes you two minutes. gives you a really great objective salary survey you get from last year's one, which is 80-plus pages. We're going to cut it down this year, make it a bit more uh, digestible. Um, so we're just working on that over the summer as well. And also, you wants to sort of know about any ongoing trends, how we're recovering and everything else. So it's a really great show. Really enjoyed it. Um, a bit weird being the other side of the microphone, but... Anyway, as I say each week, that's enough from me, and it's over to me. Well, me and Craig, but mostly me. All right, speak to you guys soon, and looking forward to uh, yeah, catching up with lots of people in September. All right, see you soon. Mike, welcome back to the Treasury Update podcast. Craig, delighted to be back, and as we said, and we've said a few times, it's quite weird to be this side of the microphone, and you asking me questions. I've got used to it now, 100-plus podcasts myself, just like yourself. It's it's great fun when we're grilling our guests, getting to know them and everything else, but when it's the other way, I'm just like, oh, me? What, you're asking me a question? Hang on, buddy. It's my turn. But, um, no, I will uh, I'll try my best and uh, tell – well, I'll try and give some – some advice to people in this weird, weird world that we live in nowadays. So, um, yeah, well, back to you, Craig, because it's your show. <laughs> so there's several different areas that I wanted to talk about that I was really interested in. One is about treasury positions. You know, we've, we've, we're in this rebound from the depths of the COVID-19 economic impact. And I say that because uh, one of the major banks' chief uh, economists talked about um, you know, how we're already in recovery from the sharpest, deepest, fastest recession. But as we rebound from it, what what are you seeing that's going on career-wise? Um, and I know we talked a little bit earlier, you said there's some differences by region. So what what are you seeing and is are things changing there? In general terms, career-wise, this is what the listeners today, and this is what treasury professionals, I think, were born to do. Um, it might sound like a, an ending closing statement, but it's more you guys. You know, you guys out there, you, you're planning for this. You're getting ready for financial crises. You've got to focus on liquidity, risk, risk management, and everything else. And that was really something that sort of jumped out at me. That I thought, do you know what? This is what you guys were born to do, and you've been doing it in different places. And and as you say, it's been different in different areas. As Craig mentioned earlier, we, we cover the globe and we recruit you know, predominantly UK, Europe and the US. And each of the regions has been different. I think the pace of 
COVID, if you like, has been, and, and the reaction within different countries has been different, which has then had a slightly different effect, some commonalities, but a different effect with different people in different treasury teams and treasury departments. So is like, if you take the UK, for example, is it uh, different, you know, in general, or is it by specific industries or what are you saying? Let's, let's start in the UK, your, your home base. Basically, uh, people were continuing to recruit right up until lockdown. And then lockdown came. Everyone said, right, work from home. You're not coming to the office for six months. I mean, I, you know, I made the joke that any other year, that beginning of April, you'd said to someone, oh, by the, rest, by the way, you're going to work from home for the rest of the year, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, nice April Fool's. And they're like, uh, no, this is what's happening. Whilst it was previously seen as a benefit, you know, people working from home, it's now a new norm in some ways that people are doing that. And I think there's had a, a positive effect in some ways that people have been seen to sort of perform very well uh, in certain situations. I think there is a negative effect. And, you know, certainly from talking to some of the UK operational level staff um you know very much ops people have said about the use of technology and stuff like that. it's less about that it's more the interaction you know people have said about oh but we have a zoom call where we have a beer every friday with all of the team and stuff like that that's all right but that's not sitting across a table and looking the person in the eyes if a treasury analyst has a problem you know they they go oh you know how, who do i look to hang on oh they look to their right and there's a brick wall same to the left. Oh, um, how do I call, you know, do I call my boss? Do I call my boss's boss? I think it's still that working from home piece still has to be worked out. I think as we return, and that's what I'm, I'm seeing, and a lot of the talk is about coming back in September, and, and as everyone returns post-vacation you know, post season, I think it will improve, but I think it's a bit more of a balance. I think, you know, certainly from the conversations I've had, one of the things I picked up is that a lot of people will do maybe the working from home across the weekend. So the Friday and Monday, they'll be at home. Tuesday, Wednesday in the office, you know, getting to, you know, see people, getting together, some of the meetings, still socially distanced, using sanitizer, doing all that stuff, face masks if need be. But then also maybe the Thursdays, a bit more of the focus day, as I, I do every week, and that's meeting clients, meeting candidates. So it's sort of a new kind of, it's a new norm. It's a new balance, really. I mean, that's, that's an interesting perspective on how it's going to change when we come back. It might be uh, more remote. You mentioned the, hey, I'm, I'm looking at the, the walls, whether it's uh, brick or sheetrock or what have you. This... Uh, I don't know if you want to call it socialization, but the face-to-face, the ability to have these casual conversations, you know, the broader conversations that people pick up on leading to discussions don't happen unless, unless we're intentional. So how is this impacting things like mentoring, development, work on, on teams and projects? What's, what's falling apart in the work from home or what's, what's the negative side of that? Well, I think you, you you nailed it there a little bit. The the it's not a neg, it's not falling apart yet, but some of this before pre COVID, everything else. I'd, I'd be talking to treasurers, they'd be talking about how they were great technical treasury specialists and everything else. And then as we dug into it, and people got more senior, we were talking a lot more with them, and I, I do still talk to them about how 
you know, they're more in charge of their teams and there's much more communication going on. They were technical specialists as treasury managers. Now the communication specialists, you know, coaching and mentoring treasury teams. I said, great, what training have you had on that? And they said, what? And I said, oh, you know, so you're acting as a mentor. Has someone sort of mentored you in the past, shown you how to do that with maybe your softer skills or your coaching or communication skills? And, you know, if it's a, a video call, there's sort of a, a blank face. If it's a, a call like this, there's a sort of long pause. And I think, I, you know, pre-COVID, people weren't, you know, guys in Treasury weren't getting this, this coaching. And I think actually they're learning on the job now. Um, I think a number of employers need to review this because they are stuck, if you like. They're, they're, they're trying to do it, but have they ever received any professional training? And the answer is usually no. Um, I think it's, a, it's in a, an area where guys in Treasury are doing well because they are people that will take a situation and run with it and make the best out of it and everything else. But I think there's a massive opportunity. So, you know, someone out there listening, I said this again on the call with some big treasurers and the head of the UK association of treasurers. I said, if someone came out with a remote coaching course for treasury professionals, I think it would sell out 10 times over. Because they're going, oh, you know, how to, you know, coach working from home team members, da, da, da. It's a massive issue, I think, that's, you know, people are getting through it, but how temporary is it? Is it, you know, there are some of our clients, one of the clients actually said that the Treasury team is only going to be expected to come into the office once a week, right up to Christmas, uh, or sort of post-Christmas rather. So between now and then, they're not even thinking that we're not going to see you. That's, that's five months away. They'll see you over Zoom, but not going to see you in person. Really, yeah, a, a very different situation than perhaps we've seen before. As you're talking with people and discussing this, there's the initial everyone everyone goes home, they're sheltering in place, um, and they're connecting. They, they got past the, uh, the initial tech issues, and they're working on the, the farther down tech issues. On the interaction side, it, did people take more steps to make sure they're communicating in the beginning, and has that lightened up at all? as we've gotten farther or is are people being pretty consistent about making sure they're staying in touch with those who are it's the latter i think that there was a, i think there was also a, you know had a podcast this morning with a really leading treasurer who they have been absolutely whacked sideways a food services company so you know there are no there are no food services you know nobody's getting on a plane nobody's going to a school so their revenues are, you know, through the bottom, but they've raised massive amounts of liquidity and they'll, they'll ride out of it. But when I spoke to him about how they were getting on, and this is also comes through from other treasurers initially, and, and they were very proud of their teams and things, but I think initially they were just let's cope because no one knew how long it was going to last. You know, it was a, uh, it was dis- different to the recession of 2008 because that was an unknown quantity. Everyone chucked every, stimulus you could and you just had to sit on your hands and wait this time people could plan their way out of it but they were planning throughout it they didn't know you can plan for it but you don't you can't predict to say oh it's over it's over you know we've got in europe they've got a second lockdown coming in in spain they've got the various other bits you're still planning for it but in treasury terms and going back to the individuals planning for it 
right everyone heads down and then a couple of months in like, oh okay this is different now this is you know we're not it wasn't just all oh, cope this bit um again we spoke i spoke to sally ding treasurer of heathrow uh on the this act panel when when i spoke to her and we were talking live and, and she said about how much more she's had to do on a personal personal level with the team you know so sitting down doing more individual one-to-ones doing more support not because they need it but because she feels that they deserve it sort of thing so it was a more of a the giving thing rather than them going oh help me help me because she just sensed that and i think it was a really accurate way of doing it and again from the other treasurers that i've been having on panels and the other treasurers i've been talking to it's, it's not new to them but it's more that it's a more form slightly more formal process i.e it's in the diary you know before it's oh should we just grab a coffee together now it's you can't grab a coffee because you you a hundred miles separated you might be so it's actually right let's sit down let's do a you know a skype let's do a zoom coffee and i think the treasurers that have done that are certainly showing greater signs of success you know when they're coming out of this as well and i think they are a lot of them are coming out with you know renewed um vision for or renewed recognition rather from say the cfo you know, when I'm talking to them and saying, oh, yeah, the CFO's really, you know, stepped up, but also said to me, thanks for doing this, you really, and then again, a little bit more for FaceTime because there are, you treasurers and, and treasure professionals are at the heart of this crisis, really, and, and and getting us through the other side sort of thing. Yeah, the uh, born for this uh, type of environment, right? Treasury, Treasury's born for turbulence, though we do enjoy the uh, calm times between the, the storms. But one, one last item on this, you know, how treasury careers and the dimensions of work have changed. Um, we're meeting by Teams, meeting by Zoom. How do you see this change in the interaction? I know you do recruiting, so you're, you're, on, you're on Zoom or Teams all the time. And, and, and does, this, does this help the introvert, help the extrovert, or is this just an adaptation uh, situation? I heard a, a phrase and someone said that all the size of the Zoom windows are the same, no matter what level of seniority you are. It's okay. And then the follow-up to it was they felt that now the Treasury analyst voice was being heard at the same level as a Treasury manager, as the same level as a deputy treasurer, the same level as a treasurer, because you know everyone was equal and things like that. And I, I you know, technical phrase, I thought that was baloney. Um, I, I, I don't agree with it. I think that actually it, it will bring to the forefront some of the people that do have something to say. We do regular Zoom calls, as Craig just mentioned there. We've got a group Zoom call from our Bounce Back program. And the fact is, you know, I've had a couple of treasurers on there who'd say nothing throughout the call. I've got a couple of treasure managers who really jump in, you know, and, you know, as you say, I think it comes down to that introvert, extrovert, and we have to artificially bring out some of those introverts because they've got some great stuff to tell us and some great feedback. And, you know, would that be, is it, is it helped by being on Zoom? Possibly, yes, I think it is because you're able to tease them along, have a more of a planned conversation if that's the right way you think oh actually i can bring jane into this call because you can specifically ask jane a call would you necessarily do that 
in the in the break room or in the treasury room treasury team where you're based and things like that maybe sometimes not that you know that jane does get you know sort of overruled or doesn't really say much in a meeting but in general terms i think i don't see not everyone is an extrovert in treasury but introverts tend to still do very well because of their analytical skills because of the things they can bring to the table and everything else and it's a I think treasuries are very balanced discipline where people can actually contribute whatever their personality type. So yeah, it, it is an interesting one. And I've, you know, I've seen it myself firsthand from, you know, a lot of these guys on these big zoom calls and I'm like, come on, join us. Yeah. Maybe that more, more treasury people are introverts, um, you know, versus being energized by discussions. They're energized by, by data analysis and, and then do it. Who knows? But um, some some great points, Mike. There, I, I wanted to talk about treasury co- career velocity or or turnover. Is there what's the job uh, situation look like? Uh, it's pretty pretty static at the moment, but I think that's um, static low low or just paused. I, I saw actually, I think it was from the AFP in the US. They did a, a study where they were saying that eighty percent of hiring was put on hold and I was like wow I, I, was, I was I was shocked there was that much hiring going on because I hadn't seen it. it it was starting to Q1 is traditionally quite quiet anyway and actually the, there's a good point on this on about bonuses and things like that people were collecting their bonus and then you traditionally see things start to lift up come March people are saying right time for a move before you know I get into the next cycle my next bonus and Mike I want to make a move and everything else and actually, that's just as March, April, boom, everything stopped. And there was still recruitment going on, but it tended to be much more at operational level. We had you know, a number of, we actually had two maternity leave requirements. And as one of the treasurers said, he said, well, she's having those twins, whether or not we get someone to replace her. <laughs> I was like, right. And he said, so we've got to replace her. And the person that is doing the job has been onboarded remotely, has never actually met face-to-face in the same room as the treasurer yet. But they've been recruited and they're onboarded as a senior treasury manager doing a great job and it's it's fantastic actually. But that's been the weird thing is, um, and we've you know onboarded two or three other operational staff that are still working remotely and still doing their treasury jobs. Whereas naturally, normally they'd be through one, two rounds of interviews face-to-face and that's not stopped any of the process. Um, what has stopped is that some of the more senior positions have been paused. I think as we start to come into September, I particularly think it is going to pick up um, because and that, I think it follows more natural terms. We're in, entering into now, we're doing this recording end of July, going into August, this vacation season. People still need, you know, are going to take their holiday, going to take a break, whether it's more of a staycation doesn't really matter people are still going to use that come september october is going to pick up i think what is different and uh, craig you sort of prompted me we've got our salary survey which we'll perhaps come on to but one of the things that when i was doing a lot of the consideration of this if you look at the level of businesses so many have taken massive knockbacks and, and one of the things here you know so you look at aerospace for instance retail um, you know, no footfall because no people to walk around. Uh, the recruitment industry itself, some of the larger recruitment companies have made massive cutbacks. 
those are the losers in this situation, whereas you've got some of the winners might be more utility groups, so gas and electric, food delivery services, technology companies, and you know anyone that was manufacturing webcams is absolutely loving it now. Um, you know, you've got those and privately held companies because in the past, sometimes when they're competing against public companies, you know, they're doing well as a big corporate, everything else. Those guys have been absolutely not sideways, which has meant that the follow-on effect is that people would get their bonus based on the turnover of the PLC or the success profitability of the PLC that they're gone. You know, the, everyone would be saying, Oh yeah, my, my bonus is in the last quarter or first quarter. They're not here. That, that's not going to be happening this year or they might recover part way. And so that, that um, anchor, if you like, to holding them into their employment, that's going, that's disappearing now. That's just, that's off, which is in itself going to be an interesting one. I think it'll be a more fluid, fluid year for recruitment later on in the year. So, but yeah, look out. I think it could be, you know, I'm hopeful of a busier time. I think people are getting used to this new norm again and, you know, we'll, we'll get on from there really. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess as we look at um, from a geographical perspective, US, UK, Europe, maybe others, any one of those rebounding faster than the others? Well, we've got Europe takes a longer vacation throughout the summer. They tend to, but that was actually later into close down, but now is already starting to build up a, a bit earlier. We were quite surprised. Um, we're, we're doing a lot of work, actually, and if anyone wants to, wants to work in the Middle East, we've got a number of roles, and those guys are just carrying on. They're just, you know, I'm recruiting three or four very major positions out there, and I'm like, wow. Um, UK, it's, it's, it's ticking over. Um, the US has, well, certainly for us, we recently we've seen it, it properly stopped. Uh, there was a little bit of a, oh, are we coming back to life for a bit? It's come to a halt at the moment. I'm talking to a number of clients, but when I'm talking to them, it's it's the typical situation. And what I mean by that, when someone, they're, they're looking to recruit, and they say, look, if I kick off this campaign, Mike, well, the CFO is going to be away for the next two weeks. Like, oh, okay, fine. Oh, and then actually I'm away for a week. And oh, okay. So you, there's that sort of knock-on effect that when I'm talking to them, they say, well, Actually, should we just kick off things in September? And I think that might also help. You know, we do predominantly a lot of work in the East Coast, around Chicago and things like that. They're very busy areas for us. That's starting to show a return to life, but you know, probably 50% on what it was this time last year. And, uh, but I think that's an artificial thing. I think it is, you know, because when I'm talking to clients, they're saying, well, actually, we're just going to wait till post-summer. Everyone will be back and around. You know, California's going into a second lockdown virtually. You know, I think that's really tough for the guys out there. And people are saying, oh, we're going to recruit in this lockdown. People want to meet people. And, you know, there's economic things. And, and if people or other people in the team are on vacation, there's an increased workload and you need a full team to be able to then focus your efforts on the recruitment piece as well. So yeah, I, I fully expect it to get back to you know, more normal levels of recruitment, more, you know, fluidity September through to December, well, September onwards, really. I think slow start October will be flying. Does the job situation, you know, this uh, activity in, in hiring and recruiting, does that precede, um, rebound or or let's call it full uh full employment or does it trail 
it's it usually trails it to be honest and again yeah it's sort of it, it's funny it's that, and I speak for treasury recruitment I'm treasury yeah. recruitment specialist but but what I mean is when I talk to some of my friends in other financial recruitment areas, you know, I've started to speak, you know, speak to some of those guys and they're, st- they're seeing some recovery. They're doing, you know, they're, they're busier than we are and they always will be. And they always seem to have been. I, I, my rule of thumb is that we usually busier three to six months after some of those guys. And also when there's a downturn and I, I, I don't know hundred percent the facts, but when there's a downturn, a lot of the time we're still busy for another three months. And then we sort of, then our market catches a cold. Maybe it's just the nature of treasury. A lot of uh, the people we talk with low volume, high value. So typically speaking, the treasury professionals are very highly qualified, know their finance stuff. A lot of the, you know, some of those guys I talk to, they're recruiting at more junior finance recruitment levels. So mm-hmm. they might have, um, and, and also less planned, as it were. So when they, they might pick up the phone, a client's doing new projects, they say, right, we want four FP&A guys and, and we want this and we want that. I don't, I, I don't get a phone call which ever says, hey, I need four treasurers. You know, I wish I did. It'd be a very, it'd be a great Christmas that time. But um, you don't get that. You, you get, Mike, our treasurer's going to move on in three months or he's coming to retirement or she is or you know, she might be going off maternity leave. Actually, we're going to need someone for a year. You know, it's a, it's a much more planned, oh, you know, I'm talking to them now. When's that going to kick off? Oh, November. It's a much more strategic planned changes a lot of the time. That's what happens within Treasury, I think, in general. You know, in terms of working from home and career mobility, you know, you mentioned um, the Middle East. You've got a number of uh, high-level jobs open. Does this... Um, hey, we're living in the work-from-home environment, and that might become the normal environment, it seems. Uh, does this mean that uh, treasurers are going to be working in lots of different locations uh, that might differ from where their company's headquarter is? I know some people have like, hey, I'm moving to the beach or I'm moving someplace else. I, a couple anecdotes about that. Uh, they, were, they, were, they tended to travel anyway, and they just said, I'm going to live where I want as long as I have high internet and can get to a major airport, I'm, I'm good. Is that going to change uh, where people are, are working from? I think it, it will based on its country. So in the US, it's much more practical that you might have someone Midwest, you know, doing a lot more, exactly as you say there, Craig, with your anecdote, that, that they might have been traveling for work before. They might not have to travel so much now, but it might be, you know, one week out again. When I'm talking to, I was talking to a client just uh, just last night actually, and he was talking about that one to two weeks out of four, he will go to the headquarters, which is a plane flight away. He'll either do you know two weeks there and then two weeks back home, and and it doesn't make that much of a difference for him, you know. Or you know, the actual thing is, as you say, people don't have to be in work all the time. They can Zoom. They can. I think there will be greater flexibility in working. And it's funny, actually, um, my colleague um, Katie was talking about the European markets. And I'll just bring it back to that. She sort of said that um, working from home isn't alien in, in Europe, but number of most businesses set up to accommodate this prior to COVID. Yeah, they were. But the actual fact, I then made a comment, but often it wasn't practical, but actually I think it was also frowned upon. Mm. 
Is it? Oh, is he? Is he? What? He's at home this week, is he? Oh, right. Okay. So he's not actually working all the time. Is he picking up the kids from school, or is he walking the dog? No, people were in the home offices, probably working sometimes longer hours. And people have said that there's been a lot of longer working a lot of the time. And then, you know, if you didn't travel for an hour and a half, did you then spend that actually getting up at 8 a.m.? Uh, or, you know, at the desk rather for 8 a.m. and still there at 8, 8 p.m. sometimes. And I think actually there's there's been a lot of that. But coming back to the geographic question, um, I think, you know, Certainly, I've seen that in the UK. I've seen it in Europe. I've seen it reflected somewhat in the US. I haven't seen it a huge amount because I think at the time we were, when we were doing some of our searches, we were, you know, our first search was locally anyway. So if we were looking in New York, there's a massive population of New York treasury professionals and the same in Chicago and the same in a couple of other locations. So we were able to look locally, first of all. I think now the gloves are off a little bit. It is, it does mean that, you know, say one of the UK roles that I recruited, my, the treasurer there said, well, actually this new working from home, they don't have to come to the office full stop. Um, we would like them to pop in maybe once a month, a month end, just to sort of help with that process. But that could be a, a, an overnight trip. They come down, do the Tuesday, Wednesday, right. See you in 18 days time. And, uh, <laughs> You know, I I think it's actually a new way of working. I think it really opens things up. I know that I think we talked before, Craig, about would would this also make people more international? Like, could someone in the UK do, you know, a, an international role into the US or vice versa? I've actually, you know, when I've spoken to a couple of people and, and thought it through, I think the time zone differences make a heck of a difference. You know, so it actually makes it quite tough. It's also, as I say, I'm recruiting these roles in Saudi Arabia. The actual um, time differences do present a real a real challenge with the US. You know, we were having a conference call just the other day. It was six o'clock in the morning in the US. It was late in the afternoon for Saudi, and I was talking to them from London. So it was right in between all of that. Was there was one one time peak time slot for all of us, but then immediately went the other way. So. I think that would be more challenging, as it were. Yeah. I wanted to shift and, and bring the last part of the discussion to the salary survey. You run continually. You run it every year. I know there's a period where it's particularly emphasized for people taking it. Um, and we'll include a link in the, uh, the podcast notes so people can continue to take that. But I wanted to hear if, you know, if there's anything that you found that represents some sort of dramatic shift or... Uh, something that's accelerating, decelerating, or some new finding that would be, uh, you know, interesting to know. Yeah, I was, uh, it's funny. Again, uh, Craig bullied me before this call because you know what it's like, listeners. He's, you know, he's a, he's a pushy man. He wants the facts. He's, you know, he's, he's going to make me work for my, for my, you know, my bread and soup. No free lunch. No, exactly. Never is with Mr. Jeffrey. Even, I'd still buy him a beer, though. But anyway, that's a different thing. Right. Um, I looked at last year's survey and some of the figures from there. And we improved. Well, last year's survey was too big. You know, we had a lot of the great amount of information, but overly big. And I wanted to, it was great because we've got a great template and we're bringing it down and concentrating more on the facts and figures, which people really want to know. Um, in terms of the figures, as Craig very kindly said, is you just go to treasurysalary.com, you take part, two minutes, and Craig asked me, when does it stop? 
it never stops. This is the amazing thing that every six months we ask people to update their information, just check, and it continues to roll and grow and grow and grow. You know, if you and then we can take snapshots as we go and we can see where it was. So I look back at the snapshot of last year and, you know, just looking at some of the facts and figures and I was looking at it. So currently we have 75% men in the survey, 25% women. We need more ladies. But one of the things I haven't done, which we will do in analysis, is just what levels, you know, are taking part. Is it, you know, are all the treasury managers happen to be ladies or, you know, we're going to deep dive in some of that and produce that for some of the people that read it. So this year in the survey, I've noticed that about two-thirds of people are happy and a third are unhappy. And a lot of the time when I have deep dive into that, it's about self-direction. Whereas last year, in actual fact, overall, and particularly at the senior levels, a lot more people were happy. Uh, you know, so you're talking up around the 80, 90% mark, sort of, I think it was 85% in certain categories. And people say, oh, well, that varies. And it does. So treasury analysts, you know, you're the unhappiest people. So keep on registering, keep calling me. Um, but as you become a treasurer, you're happiest in your career. And there's a direct correlation. And when I've interviewed people and found out it's about self-direction, it's about actualization if you're an analyst you might be told every week what to do by a boss if you're a treasurer you might sit with your cfo and say right the the targets for this year are this and i'll see you in a month and you know it, it's not just that that's a blanket phrase but it's generally you know has an effect on your happiness but actually again one of the things that i've seen has changed this year is we're currently running at 76 people 76 percent of our survey are considering new opportunities. People were happier or there were less people looking before, similar size at the time, but in actual fact, I think it was down in the sort of 60s, late 60s. It's not too much of a move, but in actual fact, more people are considering new opportunities. Only issue is, are there There are none. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's static. I was like, let me out, sort of thing. Someone said to me the other bit, well, hang on, if there is no bonus, surely people won't look to move. And I said, no, that's not the case. And they're like, why? I said, well, you, everyone like this, everyone's going to look to move whether or not they get in a bonus. Now, whether or not there are jobs there, that's a different story. You know, and that's just down to the markets and things like that. So, yeah, it was interesting actually looking at a lot of the figures and, and the only other, um, the real, or not the only other, but one of the other stats I always find amazing is when we go through it and um, we ask people why they're happy, unhappy, why are you looking for a new job? And it's a salary survey. And typically you might expect, oh, it's about the money. It's about the money. On a scale of you know, the 10 factors, money usually is number seven, if not eight, every time. That the people that are bothered about, it's about you know, your boss being nice to you. It's about learning things. It's about, it's, it's all the other factors rather than, you know, it's work doesn't make it. I've got poor boss manager, work-life balance. We've got all those. And then, you know, why do people happy? You know, good work-life balance, good boss manager. You know, people are actually people. And it's the other factors. It's not just the paycheck at the end of the month, even though we assess people's paychecks at the end of the month. That's what we do. Um, I find it that, that dichotomy really interesting every time. That it, It's never changed. When I first ever did it uh, 15 years ago, started the salary survey, I thought it was going to say, oh, everyone's annoyed about their money and that's why they're registering. It never was. 
it's about every other factor and you know they want to be paid fairly but the other factors are the things that push them or drag them in the door or push them out the door you know your your comment about the increased level of unhappiness or decreased level of happiness uh and the distinction between the levels is interesting and and i'm also wondering do, do you capture um other demographic information like age or things like that is do we get happier as we get uh, older in the careers? Are we more impatient earlier, um, more impatient later? We ca- we capture information such as your man or woman because we we're able to measure that and things like that. I'm f- I would love to. I mean, I can probably guess most people as ages because I know a lot of the, you know I know all the participants. We verify them ourselves. Unfortunately, I'm not allowed to ask it. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I'll be, I'm being caught. You've got ages, sir. No, but it's um, no. I've I've asked about that in the past. It's it's very tricky. Um, but it's it's funny as you say there. I get a lot of feedback on the Zoom calls we do with the groups, and people say, "Oh, you know, I'm I'm a 50 year old, and you know, I'm not getting the opportunities. What do you advise?" And we try and give advice in the situations, but again, a lot of the time, I think people do get hung up on age. I, I, you know, we can make age, uh, you know, uh, a powerful weapon and it can be used for good and evil. But, um, but, you know, I sort of try and coach people that, yes, there are always going to be some recruit, some companies recruiting that are ageist. No, I, I guess I was thinking personally, I remember being very impatient early in my career. I, I wanted new opportunities, new responsibility, like instantly. And, you know, it's like, what, a week has gone by. Um, why haven't things happened? And I, I, I suspect I've mellowed a bit um, in that impatience. So that that was the uh, the source of that. Um, those are some really great headlines and um, and information. But are there any other are there any other trends that you see emerging or or former trends that have stopped or reversed in, in this? More I th- I, again, it, it's going to probably. You know, if we get a big surge of people taking part, which would be great in the survey, please do take part. Treasurysalary.com, just got to drop it in there. You know, when I started to compare it year on year and look at some of the salaries, I think there will be, uh, I want to do more analysis, but the trend I'm seeing at the moment is that salaries have continued to increase, but it's been more of a marginal increase. So again, without you know, doing detailed in-depth analysis, but I am seeing, you know, people said, oh no, that's it, all, all salaries have stopped and everything else. In, you know, when people are in the roles they've been in, there has been, until now, a marginal increase. But bearing in mind, we've, you know, the, you know, the COVID, COVID's only been here for, you know, in place for four to six months. There will be, I'm going to have some interesting conversations with some of these guys in aerospace. You know, talking to them and you know, talking to the guys in retail, because you know we've heard and we know of some of our clients have had to take twenty percent pay cuts for periods of time just to you know take a real haircut and say, look, you know, if you can't take it, there's the door, and they say, no, we'll take it. Thank you very much. Um, but what we've also seen is that the flip side, you know, these delivery, food services, technology. You know, they've been more resilient than this. Is that going to impact on their salaries? The answer is we don't know fully yet. Uh, I think we will, you know, and again, I'll be not just anecdotally, but trying to deep dive with some of those guys to understand how it has affected them and wanting to know exactly what they've, you know, what they found. 
yeah, I don't know what your, you know, what you've heard from your listeners or some of the guys that you uh, have spoken to, Craig. You know, just just to flip it back, a question on my own. But have you heard from some of those, you know, those clients or what the the effect has been on their employment sort of thing? Or yeah, I mean, I think the uh, I think you described something as a pause or static as um, that being the case with quite a bit on the the salary front. I mean, some organizations furloughs, you know take a week off a month or take, you've got to take two weeks or 20%, 25% pay cut. Um, a number of those things, especially as people were, you know, you know, taking that fort mentality, we've got to shore up liquidity. Um, how do we stop the, uh, the, the outflow while we're seeing how things settle out? So yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's a time where it's hard to measure in the midst of this. So I think your your words were were wise, and I look forward to seeing more information on the uh, on your analysis from them. That'll be quite uh, fascinating to see how this may have disrupted. Um, well, it's not to see it come back though, as well. That's one of the things is that you know I spoke to a client again. Well, this client I spoke to today he said they'd sort of been prepared to have a cut. They said that we might have to. They didn't in the end, but also a couple of other clients I've heard from. One of which said again, they did take a cut, but actually only lasted a couple of months. And you know, reduced work, reduced hours, reduced salary. Well, now actually, he said, "Oh yeah, no, things are getting back to normal." So, All right, he said, "Yeah, no, we're back full time." You know, they're bringing back the furloughed guys. Actually, they they're not taking a grant that they were thinking about taking. So it's sort of again goes back to earlier on the show. People didn't know what to expect because it was brand new, and it was like, "Oh, this is." fresh and how do we do this people have dealt with it now and they've, they've, they've sort of got over it a little bit yeah thanks thanks mike i know we've covered a number of topics any final thoughts as we uh, wrap up this uh, episode uh just keep up the good fight people um it is getting back to normal i think uh if you need treasury career advice well you know where to get it so give us a call i'm very happy to you know always have a, a chat with people and you know, I love listening to Craig's podcast and we we interview a treasurer every week. So I'll do a quick, you know, treasurycareercorner.com. Go there, listen to the best treasurers after you've listened to Strategic Treasurer, of course. Listen to that and then, you know, bookmark me as well. That's fine. A bit of shameless self-promotion there. That's not bad. Um, and I think, you know, general terms, I, I think, you know, all these treasury, all my, the treasury people we talk to, treasury dudes, you know, this, this go back to the beginning. This is what treasury professionals were born to do, you know, planning, getting through a financial crisis. And I'm seeing everybody recovering from it now. And it's, you know, how we've come out of it. It's, yeah, it's a different world, you know, with, you know, different kind of working patterns and everything else. I think at the end of the day, everyone should be proud of what they've done so far. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very hopeful for the rest of the year. It's going to be different, but, you know, it's it's still got their strengths, and you know, I think Treasury Professional can't wait to see people start to see each other next year and and have that networking. And I can't wait to see more Treasury people and you know get together again. Mm-hmm.